Hey, hey, Matt J here, excited to get into this conversation about TikTok. We are going to learn how to seriously grow super practical, tactical advice today. So uh, it's going to be really super fun to dig into it. Before we get started, I just want to ask you a simple question. When it comes to social media video, do you feel like you know what you're doing? Do you feel like listening to this podcast and watching other content? Really, you're out there putting it all out there and doing all that you can do. I think the answer for a lot of people is no, and that's why I developed uh, this super free, su super free, it's more than free, <laughs> this this free course called Billion View Secrets, and I want you to take this thing. It's totally free. It has all my secrets in it about how to go viral and get mass followings on social media with your video content, and I really want to get you in there. So if you want access, you can get instant, immediate access. It's like a five-day challenge. You'll get an email every day for five days with a new video to do, and uh, it's really exciting. So here's how to sign up. Super easy. Get out your phone, type, tap the messages app, click new, and then type in my phone number and text me, 610-347-5290. All you have to send in that text message is the word video, okay? Send the word video and immediately you will get access to this course and be in this five-day challenge, this billion view secrets challenge, okay? So 610-347-5290, text me, and then we will get you into this free course. So without further ado, let's get into my conversation about TikTok. You're listening to the Video Marketing Podcast, helping you go a little more viral every day. Here's your host, Matt Johnston. Welcome everybody to the show. I'm so glad that you are here. Uh, we are talking TikTok today. And if you spend any time around me or on my email list, you follow me on TikTok, you follow me anywhere, you know that all I freaking talk about is TikTok because I'm obsessed with it and for good reason. And uh, I'm very choosy though about who I invite on the podcast to talk about TikTok. Uh, and uh, this, uh, the guy that I have on here today, Jeff Corrett, uh, he's been out there giving a lot of value to people on how to grow on TikTok. Jeff's, Jeff's a great guy. He's been in marketing. He's been in digital marketing for 20 years. He started WebNola in 2007. Uh, now it's SEO Oak. Uh, and uh, he's been on TikTok for a while. He's got 82,000 followers on there. If you want to uh, follow him there, it's Jeff Corrett at Jeff Corrett, C-O-U-R-E-T. Uh, and uh, we'll definitely go into later on in the podcast how you can, how you can find Jeff. He's definitely, uh, he's been growing and studying. One of the things that I like about your content, Jeff, is that uh, you, you, you run experience, uh, experiments and study data and see how these different uh, trends are working uh, rather than just general advice. I think that's great. So let's just start here. Why, uh, why did you jump into TikTok as an earlier adopter? I think all of us now on the platform can still somewhat consider ourselves somewhat early, although we're right at the cusp of where a, from an early adopter to adopter. But you've been on it for a while. And so why did you jump into it? Why did you dive into it so much at the time when it was unproven as a marketing place? Um, and, and what have you found? So I had been on... Um... I have, I have two daughters and they, they had been on Musical.ly and uh, I've been just kind of keeping an eye on it for a couple of years. Um, 
I had posted a couple of things just to, just to see, I don't know, stupid stuff that I guess my, my daughters would like, I guess. Uh, and then of course, Gary Vaynerchuk has been, has been saying for the last 12 or, or maybe more months, probably the beginning of 2019, he was like, TikTok is, is just blowing up. And I'm like, well, does it have much, does it have much potential for marketing stuff like I do? Um, so I didn't really see the potential. And then, um, I don't know, something just clicked. I guess me hearing it for the hundredth time from listening to his content, I was like, all right, let me give it a try. <laughs> Hmm. so um so i just started posting stupid stuff like passion like stuff that i'm interested in like um like you know sports and and cooking um and just random stuff just playing with the different effects and really wasn't having much and then um i just started seeing a little bit of traction when i had my first uh viral video which was me just calling out the nfl um just hey nfl you got to do something about this guy because a guy took off his helmet and he swung it at another guy i was like could have killed the dude like that's that's pretty serious it's like dude you got to kick this dude out of the league and I, I knew it would be a little bit controversial but that was kind of my first thing and then I posted another follow-up to that showing a picture of me coaching my eight-year-old son for his football team and I was like this is why I care about player safety and that one got over 100k uh, and then at that point I felt like I had a little bit of a platform to help people um, grow their own TikTok and like grow a little bit faster and that's kind of where things started with me giving TikTok advice and, uh, so yeah. then at that point, did you sort of pivot your brand over to that? My brand, uh, your TikTok brand. Okay. My tick. Yeah. Cause it's a little, cause, cause you know, as of then and, and still very much now, you know, most of my, my company and my business is, is coming from like SEO services. So, um, but my, my TikTok persona, if you will, kind of, kind of just shifted at that point being like, all right, well, let me just kind of be the guy who helps people grow on TikTok. Cause at the time, I don't think anybody else was doing it. Uh, and I think a couple of people saw what I was doing and they tried to, they tried to do it well. Um, some of those people are still doing it. Uh, some, some people have totally changed where their content is, but I think I was, I was probably the first other than like maybe Gary Vaynerchuk and maybe one or, I think I might've been the first actually like to per, person to focus on TikTok tips. So, I mean, being the first helps, you know? That's great. So, so, uh, so as you grew it, and obviously you have a, you have a lot of followers, 80 some odd thousand followers. And, and, and since you've been growing that, uh, since, since the fall, that specific TikTok niche, we can assume that, you know, a large number of those followers are probably those kind of people, right? The people that want TikTok advice. Um, and, uh, I think that's an interesting strategy that we can get into down the line here. It's a, it's an objection I get a lot, right? Which is how do I find my audience? And I'm, I'm sure you have some thoughts on that. Um, but, uh, let, well, why don't we just start basic and then we'll expand outward because we can get really advanced with this algorithm. It's fun to dig into it, but just beginning, um, let's just start with what you have now decided as the why because there's still a lot here for, for, for folks. There's still a lot of objection here, which is, uh, okay, I'm a business owner or I'm a marketer or I'm an agency. Why TikTok? Why should I? Uh, because, you know, we get the same things, right? I'm spread too thin. I'm already feeding all the other social platforms. Other objection. It's all silly stuff. Give me a break on TikTok. It's ridiculous. Three, it's dancing. Four, it doesn't feel on brand for me because it's like jokey, funny stuff, right? Like it's like buying all over again. How do I use this for my business? So what is your answer to all those sort of common TikTok objections uh, about uh, why you should jump on TikTok and how to decide if 
it is a platform worth you investing in it as a brand, whether you're an e-commerce store or B2B or, uh, or, or a personal brand or coach. So it's a really good question. Um, you know, there's a lot of younger people on TikTok. That's for sure. Like, um, I did a, I did a little poll on a, on a TikTok of like, all right, uh, vote yes or no. Yes. If you're over 18, no, if you're under 18. I, I, and I was shocked. Like I thought most of my, most of my viewers were, were older cause I make a little bit more mature content than, than what's average on TikTok for sure. Um, but I think as far as the why it's like, um, if, if Gen Z, like, it can be an obvious fit for somebody making products for younger people. Like if you are an e-commerce store owner and you're making stuff for high school or college kids, perfect fit, or even middle school kids, perfect fit. Um, the app is supposed to be 13 plus, but there's tons of kids under that and they're lying about their age. And that's, that's just what it is. So, so um, obvious fit for anybody selling directly to, you know, products for children or, or even early college, like even late college, like, I, I take that back then, you know, late college is probably starting to adopt TikTok. Um, I've seen, I've seen like, uh, you know, third and fourth year college students saying they're old, too old for TikTok. So, it, but, but I think it's aging up and I think it's going to continue to age up. Like th this platform mm -hmm. is growing fast. I'm starting to see my, um, uh, you know, closing in on 40 Facebook friends that are, you know, that I went to high school with, um, starting to join the platform very slowly, but they're starting to trickle over, um, you know, I, you know, it's, it's right now it's the more tech savvy ones. Um, in two years, you know, we, we may see a, a much bigger adoption. Um, but like B2B, B2B can work. Um, just know that, you know, the, the more successful businesses are, are very far and few between on, on TikTok. Um, like, uh, like anybody, you know, that's good. That's a really mature business that might be doing a couple million dollars a year the CEO is like 50 plus, like, yeah, they're probably not on TikTok, but they could be, you know, there probably are some. Um, but, uh, you know, if, but, but a lot of people who, who want my help, you know, they're, they're, they're very different. Like they're not necessarily business owners. They're, they're people who want clout. They're people who want fame. They're people who just want to kind of have fun and, and see where things take them. And, um, you know, there, there's people who want to be actors. There's people who want to be comedians and, um, mm. and, uh, there's people who want to be musicians and, and, and grow their, grow their audience. So it's, so it's interesting, right? It's, it's totally different from the people I normally, uh, work with, with my marketing business, but, but, it, uh, it's, it's a fun, uh, it's a fun challenge. So I don't, I don't know if that, that fully answered your question or if there's anything else you'd like me to dig into. That's kind of where I'm at. Sure. Yeah. And of course, I think that's a great short term answer. And I think that one of the things that I always talk about as well is like, is there a better long-term answer? Because what I'm always telling people when I'm trying to sell them on getting into TikTok themselves is I'm telling them that, uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I built big Facebook and Instagram video teams in 2015 and we were going viral like crazy over there. And now there's, it's impossible to, to, to have something organically grow like that unless you pay That's for my it other why. and Instagram. I forgot to mention that. That's my other why. I mean, it's just the organic reach is, is ridiculous and, and it's actually the best opportunity I've seen in, in 20 years of digital marketing. So that's, that's the other why I, that I wanted to mention, but I forgot, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so, and, right. So of course the thing is, if you're one of these folks that, you know, 
that grew that grew their Facebook brand and Instagram brand in 2014 and 2015 and even to some extent 2016 um, and you were able to amass a lot of followers, you can still have a lot of success on Facebook and Instagram in your organic strategy, um, but now you have to pay to play. So if you didn't start then, you're out of luck now unless you have like twenty-five dollars to $50,000 sitting around because that's really how much it'll cost you to get the kind of followers that you want. And of course, we know you only reach about 2% of your follower base with, with organic posts that you engage with. However, if you built it back then, you're in good shape now. So one would think that we might be in a moment like that on TikTok. I would agree with you, Jeff. Um, I think this is a bigger organic reach moment than it was back in Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I think that it's just what I'm seeing. And I think a lot of it has to do with the nature of TikTok's discovery system. Like discovery is just sort of built into the platform. Um, getting rid of the For You page seems like a very odd thing to ever happen. You know what I mean? It's just sort yeah. of seems very built into the nature of it. Whereas Facebook, Absolutely. you just start seeing things in your feed that friends would share. Um, and the same thing with Instagram and you would follow hashtags. But with TikTok, it literally says, listen, every time you open the app, the first place we're going to take you is to people who you have not connected with yet. And that just sort of changes, changes it all. And, uh, I think that in some ways is why it's seeing a bigger moment. I also think because it's video and I think that anybody who spends time on TikTok immediately has feedback to me within a week that says that they got sucked into it and couldn't, couldn't take their eyes off of it because it's a very addictive platform. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think for all of these reasons, it is having a bigger moment. But would you agree that there is potentially a possibility here that if you're not getting on it in the next 12 months, you're going to have a really hard time in three years, just like we did with Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. I've been kind of saying like, look in 12 months from now, you know, it's probably going to be about three or four times harder than it is right now, maybe more. Um, so I, I've been, I've been just really pushing people ever since, you know, November, December, look, this, this opportunity doesn't come around. And I've got that unique perspective where I, I have tried to grow a Twitch channel. I mean, it was literally like beating my head against the wall. And then I realized most people who have success on Twitch, um, have it, you know, either they're like a, like they're famous already. They're an esports athlete or, um, they, or, or they have a YouTube following. So it's like, all right, let me try going to YouTube following. And I was like, okay, this is easier than Twitch, but it's still really hard. <laughs> like it's really hard. And then I was like, all right, Gary, Gary V's talking about uh TikTok. I was like, this is, this is kind of hard at first. And then I was like, oh, now I'm, now I'm like going viral all of a sudden. And I've only been doing this like a month. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Posted every day to, uh, to YouTube. I didn't have anything like that happen, really. Not anything that I was proud of. Like, I, I could do some little tricks and stuff, like post, like, super, super niche news type article that wasn't really in my niche. It was, like, talking about, like, what happened to Zion Williamson in a game, but that had nothing to do with, like, my niche, which was digital marketing and helping people. I don't know. So, anyway. Um, right. But, yeah. So... So I, uh, to answer your question, like in three or four years, yeah, it's going to be way harder, I would say, um, just because it's going to be a lot more crowded, you know, um, like YouTube, like if you go, if you go back to early, to early days of YouTube and I, I did a TikTok case study on, uh, on Justin Bieber, right? Love him or hate him. If you go back and look at his very first few videos on YouTube, yeah, he had a good voice, but the production quality was garbage. Like it was, I don't think it would do as well today. And that that springboarded his entire career 
um, because that's how the the talent agent found him. I forgot the guy's name, but the talent agent found him because of his, you know, his singing in a video. But the production quality was really, really bad. Um, where maybe that wouldn't have flown mm. uh, in today's YouTube landscape, you know? Right, right. So he got uh, in early. Well, yeah, and of course, then you could say, okay, well, if everybody is young, why, why do I even care about three years? But the adoption rate is so fast. I always bring up this graph that I've got here, this handy little graph. And uh, this basically, it's a graph that came out, it's a chart that came out recently on some data that shows that TikTok got to a billion users at least twice as fast as any social media platform in the history of social mm. media platforms. And so, uh, the, so, so for example, the graph will show you that TikTok hit a billion users at about two and a half years in, Facebook hit it at about seven, Instagram hit it at about seven. And wow. so, and of course, Twitter and Snapchat are not even at uh, half a million or half a, or, or they're not even at half of that yet. Right. Really? So, uh, so, so, so Twitter TikTok's, and LinkedIn, you said, aren't even at Twitter and that. Snapchat. Are not, even, yeah, okay. are not even at half that. Like they never really got to that critical to that critical mass. And so you project this graph outwards and you start looking at these 50 year old CEOs of million dollar companies and, uh, and how the aging up of the content is going to happen. And uh, you have to think that, yes, there will be more competition, but of course then the nature of the content is going to change when you get more people out there, right? I mean, you and I are very good examples. I've never danced on TikTok, actually. I only did it once to make a point about something. <laughs> Not that How I mind dancing. Uh, it actually did good because I algorithm hacked it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, my first TikTok dance went viral and I just made them wait to the end. Uh, did you throw some education like, in there? Just curious. <laughs> well, I did. It was, it was, it was backdoor education because I sort of showed them how, uh, how really I was going to get, I ended up getting like 20 K views around it or something literally only because it was optimized for people to loop it and watch the whole thing. Okay. Cool. So, so there was like backdoor education there. Uh, but, but, but largely what I say is that you don't, you know, you don't have to dance, but the thing is that that's not even going to be an objection that people are going to have in three years because all the content will have aged up to a point where people are, I mean, if this is the next Instagram, nobody's going to be talking about that. There's going to be, you know, everybody's going to have a course on how to, run a successful business on marketing. And of course the ads platform will be, will be much more matured by then. And people will be jumping into pay-per-click and then TikTok is going to start probably, if it's like the other platforms, penalizing organic reach a little bit. Not penalizing it, but you know, making it less accessible because they want people to jump into the ads platform. And so and, then and, it's a and business because decision. Because of competition, it'll be, you know, it'll just be more saturated and harder to get organic reach just, just naturally too. I mean, that's going to be part of it. And that's probably part of Facebook's too. Um, but yeah. Right. Right. We'll Absolutely. So, so, so just sort of jumping into the weeds, uh, if you're on TikTok already, and I know a lot of you out there are on it, um, or you're, th I mean, some of you are thinking about it. We've covered you. You should get on it. That's, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> I think that's probably how Jeff feels about it. So let's say that you are, and chances are you've done one or two videos. You're, you're sort of moving it along. If you want to be serious about growing, um, I know that there are some things, Jeff, that you talk about a lot um, that answer some basic questions. I wonder if you could just go into sort of what you feel are best practices along the lines of, one, how to build an audience that you feel is 
your audience, like the right, like the audience you want to build because with so much discovery, you can reach so many people. How do you make sure you're bringing the right people in and, you know, little things, right. About how, how, uh, how much to post, how often to post, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what are your general thoughts there? Why don't we just start with the audience question? This ended up being a bigger question than I imagined. What, what is the, like, how do you find your folks? I saw myself growing in a, in a path, like my first truly viral video that got like four something, four point something million views was a cooking video. And like, I easily could have got sucked into that trap of like, all right, well, this is working. Let me, let me pump out a lot more cooking videos. It was like an air fryer video cooking a chicken breast. I, and I did a few more, but I was like, dude, is this really what I want out of my life? Do I want to be a professional chef? Do I want to be on some cooking show? Like, that's not me. Like, I, yeah, I, I enjoy cooking as much as the next guy, but like, that's not me. That's not like something I'm super, super passionate about. So I was like, all right, um, I'm going to have to take a hit and just do more of these like TikTok tips and, and more marketing type stuff um, because, because that's, you know, that's me, right? That's, that's what I want. That's who I want to get in. So it's like, all right, well, whatever your business is, that's your target audience. So I was like, so it's the creative. So, so it's really like shifting your creative not focusing on necessarily getting the vanity metrics that you want, but making sure that you are directly addressing like your ideal target customer in your content. Yeah. I would say, yeah, whoever, whoever the, the, the target audience of their actual business is should be the, the exact same target audience on TikTok, and that'll help them grow their business. Now those numbers might not be huge. They might be actually very small, but you know, if you're the only person and, and you know, ask, TikTok grows as the as the audience of TikTok ages up and, and whatever else like you'll you'll solidify yourself just like I did like there was nobody really on TikTok doing what I do so so let's go over some best practices here sure how so I'm on it I'm trying to grow I understand what kind of content that I'm making but I, I should be calling out my avatar in my content to make sure that I'm filtering out other stuff I'm okay not having vanity metrics because I want to uh I want to have these people as part of my sales funnel in some way as the super top of the funnel. So, uh, how, how often should I be posting on TikTok? I would recommend, um, four times a day, if not more. Um, and I, I know that sounds like a lot, but there's, there's some little tricks and stuff to get to that number. And this is the number one thing I see people doing wrong. They're just not posting enough because posting more often will help you understand what, what works and what doesn't. It'll help you understand. Um, it'll help you improve like your production quality because you'll just find little ways to improve like here and there, like and like a lot of those little tiny little improvements like really help big time like over the long haul. Um, but some of the some of the tricks to get to four will be like just repost your more successful content that's 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 older, like a month or more older, maybe even a couple weeks, because all your new followers haven't seen that yet. So. Um, you kind of look at it as like a rerun or whatever, just because content on TikTok has a short shelf life. So I've had success. I've been kind of experimenting for the last month with reposting. It's, it's been, it's been a success. So like, so how do you, so just to drill down on this, how do you repost? You can't just download the video and re-upload it, right? You have to do something craftier, right? To get the watermark no, you, off of it or something? You actually can. You actually can just re repost with that watermark and it can do well. Oh, really? Um, you just it looks save it and then re-upload it? That's yeah. it? Yep. And uh, it looks a little ugly to have that watermark. So there's a little trick that people can be doing, um, which is um, you go to share, save as live photo, and then you go into your camera roll on your device and save as video. And then you can re-upload that. And it has like a small watermark on the bottom right. 
Um, it just looks a little cleaner, but you can totally have success without doing it this way. It's just a little extra step if you want to. Um, but, I, but I will say if you do it the way that I just described, it does seem like the audio is a, t- a tad bit off. So, um, uh, okay. You can, but you can also take the original, bring it into audio, I mean, video editing software and like remove the watermark by putting a little black box over it or something like there's, you know, there's ways, uh, there's ways you can put a little emoji over it. You can be, you can be a little creative, whatever you want to do. But if you had, if you have content that has been successful in the past and it's more than like a month or two old, it's just value sitting there. And then the other thing is duetting. So duetting is something that can supplement your, your content efforts and, and you don't really have to add a whole lot. But I do recommend adding something because a lot of people do do a duet and they're just sitting there like, and it's like, dude, you got to add something. Like, um, can can, can you just describe for anyone who doesn't know what a duet okay, is, what sorry. a duet is? Yes, a duet it allows you to collaborate with someone. It's, it's weird, right? It's like uh, you're doing a little collaboration. It's very easy. So TikTok makes it so easy. So you're watching a TikTok. You have an idea. You hit share, duet. Next thing you know, you're doing a duet. They're on the right. You're on the left. They've added some other options where you could be on the top and bottom, but I guess that's not too, too relevant right now, but it allows you to like duet somebody without their permission. Right. So you're, so you're on the left, they're on the right. Um, you can actually add as of like a few days ago, you can now add audio to it for like the last six months. It, w- it was just video. Now it's video and audio. So you can, uh, you can find a clever way to like add on to what they were doing, give your thoughts. Um, there's been a, a ton of clever duets and, and uh, TikToks algorithm like favors duets because especially if you're duetting something that's really successful like people might just be watching the right side of the screen and your post crushes just because of that so it's just a really quick thing you can do to add uh, extra content to your portfolio okay so we've got duet because again yeah people do get intimidated by making four pieces of content a day so we've got duetting and we have uh we have reposting and you can have a whole reposting strategy i get it it makes a whole lot of sense um, and don't, don't be afraid to, to republish content. I, I say this all the time across all platforms. You know, when I was at now this, the last year I was at now this, uh, there was this huge test that they did this huge reposting strategy that we did at the company. And we found out that, and you know, now this, like we're publishing, I mean, you know, I mean, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of videos a week. And so uh, we found out after a year of data that the republished videos on Facebook and Instagram accounted for 55 to 60% of all of our views, not the new content, which obviously opened our eyes resources wide, right? Because we were like, whoa, you know, like we can actually continue to get the kind of metrics we need because that's, those are the metrics that you sell to advertisers. Uh, by by actually having a better reposting strategy than investing more in all this new content. And of course, you know, there's other things at play there, uh, but it's very interesting. So I would highly, I have not played with it and I'm going to do it today. Maybe I'll repost my most viral video. Had 1.3 million views. Maybe I'll throw that sucker up there yep. and just go to town on it. <laughs> look, just because you just because you're reposting don't expect massive results but what you can pretty much expect 90 percent of the time is above average performance for your channel or whatever you want to call it profile account um so yeah don't expect it to go viral again but i think i think it's fair to say you can expect above average performance for your channel yeah i also think it's a good strategy potentially to bring to bring your new audience you know, 
that old valuable content that they won't have necessarily seen unless they scrolled all the way down your profile, you know, um, which I think is kind of interesting. You know, like I had some value-based videos that I made like three months ago when I only had like 1000 followers. Um, and if I was to bring that back to my much larger audience now, it could have, it could do much, much, much better and it could just provide more value for people. So it doesn't have to die. Yeah. I've done that. It doesn't have to die. I pulled out an old, really valuable piece of content from when I had like less than a hundred followers. Um, and, and I posted it again and it got like 10 or 20 times as many views. So it's like, Oh, why wouldn't I do this more? Yeah. But, yeah. That's great. Did um, you have any other tips and tricks to, to yeah, be able to get that to was that just four one, number? I mean, we, oh, Oh, to get to the four. Okay. So, so, a lot you know, of because again, just, it's sort of countering that, like, I don't know what to make yeah, thing because people sure. get so caught up in that. Okay. So we we've covered, we've covered two of the four. So the other two should probably be more like original posts. Maybe, you know, maybe you could go along the lines of uh, scroll through your For You page and, and you want to be spending some time on the For You page. Like you don't want to be just creating content um, like, like, a, like a 15 to 60 second YouTube video. I, I don't recommend that being your strategy. I recommend going through your For You, for you page and scrolling for a while. Maybe even Gary Vaynerchuk, I think he says, you know, 10, 10 hours on the, on the For You page. I, you know, maybe that's overkill, but like, yeah, spend some time on the For You page and get an idea. Get a, get a vibe check for like, for what you're, what you're maybe going to do. So you, what you're looking for on the For You page is emerging trends. So you want to be one of the first people to, because um, trends, they rise and they die. So it's all about trends. Um, so you want to put your spin, your company, your brand, your whatever, your business, your business's spin or, or your own personal brand spin on a trend. So for example, um, I put, I put, a, I, you know, I was going through my for you page the other day and I saw a couple, I saw two, One, once you see two, it's like, okay, this might be something. Um, and basically they were doing like, all right, I took a, it was like a fake. I took a picture of myself for a year and the, the, they would do these little kind of oh, like, Oh yeah, mimicking. I've seen that what, trend. Yeah. So I caught it like, you know, on day two. Um, cause I, I don't spend as much time as I probably should on the for you page, but I, I probably caught it on day, day two. So really three or four days and, and it turned is like starting to, to decline. So you want to get in really, really early if you can, uh, maybe this is more advanced, but anyway, uh, just get on, get into the trend before everybody's sick of it, I guess. But anyway, I put my spin on the trend, my spin, you know, my niche is helping people grow their TikTok. So I put my spin on the trend by saying, this is a brand new trend. Take advantage of this before it dies. That that's kind of how I put my spin on the trend. And again, and you gave, said that in text on screen, so it's just I right, did. right. So I it's did. not like yeah. there's not like you, so it's you not like it. this whole video, right? You're just literally doing the trend, and you have the text, and that's it. Right. Which takes right. you, you know, fifteen to twenty seconds to produce, right? I mean, it's just it's not that. And that's that's the beauty of TikTok. That's the other beauty yeah. of TikTok. Like it's so easy to create this kind. I like it's it's so ridiculously easy. Um, yeah. And, and it, it, there's there, another cool thing. It's almost like if you spend a lot of time and people could sniff out that you spent too much time making a video, unless those results are like groundbreakingly like, okay, this is amazing. Um, it can actually, it can almost hurt you. Like people don't necessarily like overproduced uh, stuff on TikTok too often. And there's, there's definitely some exceptions, but it's, you know, a lot of people complain, Oh, I spent all this time on this and it flopped. Well, you know, the end result just has to be, very entertaining um but yeah getting back to like getting to four a day so like yeah uh, you know one can be one one or two posts can be like just putting your spin on emerging trends and of course for me 
and that's kind of the beauty of like what I do and how I know I'm passionate about it. I can just be flipping through the for you page um, and just get ideas. The ideas just come to me um, when I, you know, when I'm just, when I'm just sitting around or, or working, like, you know, the ideas just come to me all day. So I, I personally know that I'm doing the right thing because the, the ideas just come to me. Um, and, and that's what I, that's what I hope for a lot of people is like, you'll know you're in the right space if the ideas are just coming to you all day long. Now, do you find yourself batching content or like, like putting a lot of stuff in drafts and then during the day you'll put it out there or do you just make and post? I really like the ability to just make and post as, as the ideas come to me. I, you know, I do have freedom and flexibility with my, with my schedule to be able to do that. Um, but I have, I've, I have had done some batching, but I don't, I don't do it too much. I, I like the, just like, all right, let's do it. This idea is amazing. Let's go. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I've found that with TikTok, it's the most creative platform that I've ever had to fill. And so I find that I get my best instincts like in the moment rather than when I'm like, oh, okay, I got to come up with some TikTok ideas now. And I'm not always like, I don't always, honestly, like I don't always feel like it. Like I just don't always feel like making a TikTok. So I have a hard time like time blocking my TikTok. So it's mm. just like, if I get inspired to make something, I just make it because I know that that gut instinct is going to make the best. TikTok, you know, and mm. the only thing is it it's you know, if you're trying to hit four posts a day, you can't plan for inspiration and then you're trying to like, you know, you have to sort of schedule that out, right? Like how do you post this frequently and 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 be committed to it um without some sort of schedule. So I think that's probably what some people wrestle with. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, for me the way that I do it is, is probably a little different. Like, um, you know, whatever works for you, you know, if, if batching is the way you can do it and you got to sacrifice some, some spontaneity and some, uh, maybe a little bit of creativity, like, cause the people who post more are, are, are growing faster. Like that's definitely more than a correlation. Like I, I feel like it's a big part of it. Um, and the people who, who post for, uh, consistently and they slot, they stop, they lose a ton of momentum. Cause like I was saying before, the content has a short shelf life and there's, there's a concept called the delayed explosion, which means your, your old content can go viral, but it's a very unpredictable. So it's not going to happen every time, but it's, it's certainly a nice, uh, and wonderful and welcome bonus when it happens. But, um, but for the most part, your content is just going to die, um, in a couple days. So it is what it is. And just know that going in. And, and uh, as long as you're not surprised by that, it won't be super disappointing when it happens. I've found that I've found that uh, my, the more popular content that I put, like the more popular segments of stuff that I do have continued to do well somehow. It's like, uh, like the, the, the one most viral video that I ever made, it's still in my top three in my, when, when I go into my analytics, it's still in my top three per week in views, Great. never been reposted or anything. And I'm guessing that's just, and I have noticed that when I go through my followers, I mean, I'll see posts from like three or four weeks ago sometimes yeah. in my feed of people that I'm following. Um, so that's interesting. And it does make me think that there is some value in, uh, having a library of content like that. I mean, sometimes it'll be like, Oh, your viral video from three months ago got another 270,000 views this week. And it was number two. And I'm like, Holy crap, yeah. really? Yeah. Like, how do they find it? I mean, obviously I know people go to my profile, but then maybe when they go to my profile, they, they go to it, it, they loop it a few times and all of a sudden it kicks back the send some message to the algorithm to serve it out more. 
it's just, it's so interesting. It's so interesting how that happens. So, so, so some other sort of tactical stuff here. What, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I got, go ahead. I got a, I got a perfect segue. Okay. So, oh, great. Yeah, do it. So I would imagine that you probably, since you're, since you're kind of a specialist in, 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 in social video, uh, you know, that kind of thing, you were using relevant hashtags. Did you use relevant hashtags on that piece of content you were just talking about with the 270 K whatever top, top two in your. Yeah. I, I mean, I think so. I always try to use relevant hashtags. You should totally explain what you feel is a relevant hashtag. People have such a problem with that. Okay. So what a lot of people do is they try to, they try to, um, they try to trick the algorithm into showing their, their content to people um, who are like looking you know, looking at the discover page and, and of course we haven't gone over this yet, but the discover page is kind of like a list of the trends. Really they're kind of like established and potentially dying trends, but like they'll put all those, they'll put all those hashtags in their videos trying to like trick the algorithm to show it to more people. The problem is right. Um, they're irrelevant. So, so they're, so they're going to, you know, when people most likely, and there's some exceptions, of course, like, women in very scantily clad uh, outfits and, and that kind of thing. Like, you know, maybe, the, maybe there's some exceptions, but for the most part, like if you're lying about what your content is about by putting irrelevant hashtags that are just trending and don't make any sense, that engagement is not going to be um, that great. So yeah, you might be tricking a few people to see it. Um, so the cool thing, if you use relevant hashtags and what I mean by relevant is just like, all right, describing what's in the video, like putting, putting little keywords, you know, just kind of putting a bunch of relevant hashtags TikTok's going to serve it to the right people. So um, I don't necessarily think people are uh, browsing by hashtag on TikTok too often. Maybe a few people do that. But for the most part, I tell people to use relevant hashtags because it tells the algorithm what your content is about. It's almost like, so it, it's almost like targeting. That's sort of how I describe yeah, it. Like it exactly. almost allows you to target your content. Yeah. Exactly. So it's going to show it to the relevant people. Those people are going to uh, be very likely to engage with it. So... For long-term growth, if you're using relevant hashtags, you're going to have the uh, the experience that, that Matt just uh, that Matt just described. Where like, all right, well, TikTok noticed that all these users are really interacting with people with all these certain hashtags. Well, Matt's video is is right up in there because you know he's got these hashtags and people who like these hashtags, you know, so they're going to show it to him. So so you're setting yourself, you're you know you're you may have sacrificed some, some early growth with, by doing this strategy, but your long-term growth is going to be like exponential because of that decision you made. So that's what I recommend for everybody. Use relevant hashtags. But the holy grail is when you have a trending hashtag that also happens to be relevant. So for me, making education mm. content for the last few weeks, um, there's two, uh, always, hashtag always learning and hashtag learn on TikTok education oh so interesting I, i've been i I've didn't been know that so did, did you find those in the yeah, uh discover, the discover tab yeah mm, interesting i actually don't spend a lot of time there so that's that's good that's a good tip i don't spend a lot of time there yeah so so that's something that i kind of didn't do for for many months and i was like oh my god there's some freaking trending hashtags that are perfectly relevant i'm such an idiot so now that's that's going to be part of my strategy is making sure <laughs> you know keep, at least keeping an eye on discover so make sure you're not missing any potential opportunity there. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, and, and as far as relevant hashtags go, give me, yeah, give me, give me some examples. Let's just say, okay. um, for example, one of my clients is, uh, one of my clients like sells a, uh, a product that teaches you how to play guitar. So what kind okay. of hashtags might I use for example? Well, he sells a product, but what is the video about? Cause that's, that's where we're going. That's where we got to start. 
Mm, mm. Well, let's just say it's a video about show. Yeah, let's just say it's a video about how to use it. Okay, how to use it. Um, so, first of all, I, I, don't, I don't know if that, well, I, I guess that video could do well. I guess that's, that's irrelevant. So, but I would definitely do hashtag the product name, uh, hashtag guitar hacks, hashtag guitar lessons, hashtag learn guitar, hashtag learn to play guitar. Cool. Uh, hashtag hacks for guitar. So, I would just do a bunch of different combinations like that. And I don't necessarily, a lot of people say, you know, look at how many views a hashtag has. I personally don't spend time doing that mm, because okay. even if a hashtag has a ton of views, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, it, it means something, but it doesn't mean that much. Um, so I'm, I think probably a smaller amount of views is probably better because you, you never know. Like if, if too many, if a hashtag has too many views, it's going to be too competitive. Most likely. Um, and then, you know, yeah, because, Somebody could have used a hashtag um, like this, that was irrelevant to their content. They just used it and they got a bunch of, it's kind of meaningless. So I think you could drive yourself crazy looking too much at the views. So I just, I just kind of spam them in a way that seems like it makes sense. And of course, I'm an SEO specialist. So maybe, maybe it's a little bit more naturally for me, uh, for me than for some, but um, that's how I do it. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, basically thinking about the hashtags that your audience would start putting in. Right. Um, like, like if they were creating content for themselves about guitar, what would they do? I actually did. Uh, I, I'm a user of this product. That's, that's my okay. client. And I made a video on my TikTok using it. And um, I used exactly those hashtags pretty much. And it has okay. like half a million views. That sucker. Boom. Uh, because it's innovative. It was a product that was on Shark Tank and it's very divisive too. Actually, it's a little bit controversial. And so I use, but that's exactly what I use. I have to, I had to go back and look at it, but I use like learn guitar, guitar hacks, you know, whatever. And uh, it obviously it found its audience, right? Which is I, just, I think I might've seen that video now that you meant, now that you're just describing it. <laughs> maybe, maybe, come maybe. across my FYP. <laughs> maybe, 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 yeah. Using my like little breadcrumb technique is how I described scripting it, which basically only gets you to, um, which which is which is which is good to talk about here. The algorithm, the whole idea behind what I call the breadcrumb technique, basically is just not blowing it all in the, at the beginning, right? Because the algorithm favors, and I would assume you agree here. This is what we've best seen. They 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 favor replays or loops and video completions. So yeah. the worst thing that can happen is somebody can swipe right past your video. The best thing that can happen is that they loop it seven times. Right. Um, and uh, well, I guess the best thing that can happen is they loop it seven times and like it and share it and share it and comment <laughs> on it. <laughs> but, but, but sharing, liking, commenting and stuff is less important to your video than getting people to watch to the end. So this is why you often see uh, teasing going on at the beginning that gets you to the end of the video. It's why you often see... Um, uh, plot twists happening because you have there it's you, you want to see you know it's like it's like uh it's funny i actually use this example a lot and you've posted uh, a couple videos of it and it's so interesting but uh like that satisfying idea of uh pressure washing like your house or something and just seeing the dirt come off it's like classic satisfying video right people yeah. want to loop it because they want to see the transformation again it's like yeah you just want to see it again like i have to see that get that get cleaned again it just feels like that and so those videos do well because the because the algorithm wants you to loop videos they want you to complete videos and they do work well and so when you're scripting your videos 
helping people like walk, like hand holding them through waiting around to see the payoff can work. Would you, have you seen this as well? Yeah. I mean, that pressure washing video that I, that you're talking about, I got 19 million views on that one and, it, and it's still growing. Um, so uh, yeah, anything that's just visually just, I, I, really it's another, it's another best practice that we didn't really get to yet, but yeah, people are, are making their content too long. We got to get people to watch to the end. We got to, you know, give them a payoff at the end, give them a reason to watch again. But like, just in general, people are making their content way too long. Even 15 seconds seems super short. It's actually too long for a lot of new creators because they're just not that good at uh, holding people's attention yet. So one trick, make your, make your content seven to eight seconds. <laughs> like, they'll have a lot, uh, a lot more chance, a, more, a lot more likely to watch to the end if it's, if it's shorter. A lot of the music does this for you too. I mean, I, I think I've had so many videos do extremely well with the simple like bah, 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 bah sound. I've used that over and over again. It's six hmm. seconds long. I don't even know <laughs> the sound you're talking about. Maybe, maybe if you, if you saw the TikTok, you will have seen it. I mean, people have been yeah. using it forever, but it's just like, it's just, you know, you get five words to explain it. And that's the thing, like that's the art. If you're somebody out there and like, I'm always talking about how can you give value in your content? If you're somebody out there that's out there trying to give value and you're saying to yourself, how do I give value in seven or eight seconds? Trust me, you can do it. Like <laughs> maybe yeah. it's one tip. And if you can figure out how to describe that tip in six to eight words, you can make a TikTok that's eight seconds long. Right. And there you go. Yeah. I, I, and that's a really good point. Like when I do education, if I do a, if I try to cram multiple tips into one TikTok, it tends to not do as well. But when I just give one simple tip and stop it, it tends to do a lot better. So simple is better. Right. Right. Simple is better. Um, have I, is there anything we haven't touched on as far as really tactical advice to grow, to grow on TikTok? Um, just to, the typical video stuff. Um, it's really not that complicated, you know, um, good lighting, decent sound, but there's some, there's a ton of examples with terrible lighting and terrible sound that they go viral. So, um, just the, the biggest right. things are like, uh, hop on those emerging trends, post four times a day or as, as much as you possibly can. If you, if you want to take this seriously and, and you will grow unless you're doing something like majorly wrong and that's the biggest things. And, Make sure people are watching to the end. Oh, one more tactical tip. If you're new to TikTok and you haven't heard about this, there's something called Pro Mode. You definitely want to enable it. You go into settings, manage my account, enable Pro Mode, and it'll just and it'll allow you to see your analytics, both of your entire TikTok account and individual TikTok videos. And the number one thing you can be watching there is your average view duration. So you can see, okay, people are only watching 80% of my video. It sounds like a lot. It's actually not that much, especially for a really short piece of content. Um, so that's something that people are definitely going to want to take advantage of. Yeah, that's great. And it's free, obviously. It's not, yep. you, you don't need an ads account to do it or anything. Right. I actually, I'm not really sure why they make you even go through the hoops. Probably because they're setting you up to have a bigger mm. like business thing down well, we can, the road. Yeah, we can follow up with these people because they're a little bit more serious kind of thing, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. That's the only thing that I can think of because it's really mm -hmm. not, it's just a useless hoop to jump through now, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely worth looking at it. TikTok analytics are already better than Instagram analytics. So definitely go ahead and jump into those if you can. Uh, Joe, where can we find out more about, or Jeff, Jeff, where can we find out more about you? Well, uh, you can find me on TikTok at Jeff Corette. I have a, uh, I have a TikTok growth guide there. Helps you, um, just a one pager 
you can get through it in about five, 10 minutes. Um, but it'll help you, it'll help you get on the right path to, to growing your TikTok. Um, if you're interested in, if, if you have a digital marketing agency, I do white label SEO. It's still, uh, still my bread and butter for the most part. Uh, it's seo.co. If you want to learn more about that, I can actually partner with you to help, uh, deliver SEO results to your clients. Um, and yeah, uh, I also have some, some paid consulting for TikTok. If you want a little bit higher level of my attention and, um, yeah, let me know if you want to learn more about that. Awesome. Jeff, thanks so much for, for joining us. we got a lot of great tactical tips in there. I, I often talk about big picture with TikTok, but it's nice to actually dig into the, the tactical side of it. That's great. Thanks so much for being here. And thank you all for joining me. I really appreciate you being here. I hope you got value today. If you did, feel free to go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes. I know that that helps us. And uh, But most important thing is you got some value today. So I hope you did. Have an amazing rest of your day and I'll see you next week.